What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Carding Dads. In this episode, we talk about our trip that we made to Ocala Grand Prix. Um, we ran two classes uh, with a whole bunch of friends that we've had, and we mentioned them, pretty much mentioned all of them in this episode. Um, and it was just a blast. And I couldn't thank uh, Ocala Grand Prix for having us and you know putting on such a great race. Everything was fun. We got to race underneath the lights. It's it's such a cool track. So uh, I hope you guys um, appreciate our show. Thanks again for listening to it. You know, please continue to follow us on Facebook at Cardi Dads or on CardiDads.com and also JaxCardi.com. What up? What up? What's going on, man? Oh, not much, brother. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Loving this little rainy day that sore? we have. Uh, no, I, I think I was more sore leaving the track that night than I yeah. was the next day or today. So, yeah. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I wasn't sore leaving, but I think when I woke up, um, I could sense that, man, that was a little more than usual, you know? Yeah. So. Well, we put in a lot of laps but, and a lot of time. Uh, yeah, yeah. And luckily, we didn't have any major, like repairs or anything just adjustments so that was good it's, it's crazy that it worked out that way you know mm-hmm. yes yeah so, so uh, the event we're talking jump into the recap yeah the event we're talking about is um the third race for the fall winter series at the ocala grand prix um and we decided that we were going to enter in two classes uh we both ran uh 206 senior as you ran senior medium and i ran senior heavy and then we both ran the 206 masters class so uh yeah, yeah we we double dipped while well, i mean we're gonna drive that couple hours to get down there might as well take full advantage of everything we can do yeah and we we roll in deep with you know seven or eight of us so we always we kind of joked in our private chat that we make a class wherever we go, but the truth is we do. So, you know, it, it just, it kind of made sense. And Ocala, I mean, I don't, I don't know if they know how much value they're giving us, but it's only a, a $15 difference. I mean, when I registered for mine, he says, what class? I'm like, oh, to a six senior. He goes, okay, you need a transponder. I'm like, nope. All right, 44 something. I'm like, oh no, add two six masters to that. Okay, 59 something. I'm like, really it's only a 15 dollars difference to add the extra class and to i mean the practice is combined but you basically get double the qualifying double the heats and double you know double the final i mean that's an absolute no-brainer i mean to to, to do it i mean uh, so yeah ogp really really good value there um for the, the race entry being you know the race entry itself being 15 dollars and then all the ancillaries, right, being high, the pit pass being high. I think it's $14 for the pit pass. And compared to, like, Jack's, for example, the pit pass would be $10. And your transponder is included um, with your entry, but your entry is 30 So I guess if you wanted to pay for two entries, you'd be paying $60 for two entries, you know, whereas um, the overhead wouldn't, you know, it would see like it's the same price in the end, but the overhead is different. So if you wanted to enter three classes or four classes, you could do that where you'd only be paying $15 more, whereas, you know, here you'd be paying $30 each time. So I like the value that they bring for sure. I like it. It was cool. Yeah. And 
we got to do two classes with one card. So that was a plus. And it was spaced out enough that you can, um, you know, we ran the 206 class for seniors. And then we had like a two hour or so break in between having to run Masters, which made the day long considering Masters was the last uh, group to run. Um, yeah. But if you we had two carts, say, in X30 and a 206, uh, or shifter cart in a 206, I mean, you literally could run, you know, so let's see, uh, $45 for three classes. Um, yeah, definitely. And have plenty of time in between every round. You know, But in Jacksonville, it's pretty much, you know, the seniors run, with the masters at two or six, or if they don't run, they run back to back. So having one cart to do both would be pretty, pretty challenging. Yeah, for sure. I mean, but if you don't have to adjust weights, you know, then that's different. And, and in my case, like I, the, the master's class is a three ninety class. It was just a throwaway for the seed time. Cause we know I've, you know, I've been to Ocala three times and I have had absolutely terrible luck each time. So, you know, I think, yeah, I need to pull up my micro and actually see how many actual clean laps I have at Ocala. But I know each final of the two events that prior to this, I've had a full final and then maybe half of, you know, the semi or the heat, something like that. Like, I really only maybe have 100 laps total <laughs> Yeah. up until now. So, I mean, I figured you just like we need to start doubling this up because I'm, I'm way behind the curveball and. All of y'all are just streaming away. Everybody's checking out. I can't keep up with any of you. So <laughs> I'm starting to suck, man. The suckage is real. Yeah, it's uh <laughs> well, for instance, one thing I like I really do like about OGP is I love their qualifying setup. I am not a very good qualifier whatsoever, right? Cuz mm-hmm. uh you know, sometimes you just have to get the nerve, your nerve up and you know, it's it going all out right off the bat is it's hard to do you know so their qualifying yeah. setup is you really only have two laps to do it because your lap out counts as your first lap so you're not up to right. full speed yet so lap two and then lap three you know you're gonna check a flag and you come off so you have to attack yeah. those turns like right off the bat you really don't have a, a chance of drafting um so it's pretty much all on you what can you do with your cart for those three laps and uh right. and you got to be lucky too yep. to not you know like you gotta you gotta trust the people in front of you and then you gotta just say i'm going for it and hopefully the gap you have is just enough right like if you if you can give yourself that one second to you know two second gap uh to the cart in front of you you know by the time you're crossing the line for your flyer if you can some somehow build that gap in there and know that hopefully the cart in front of you is not a full second slower, right? Um, then, like, you're in good shape. But, uh, yeah, I know that that caught me out. And it's just a, a consequence of the way the track layout works. See, in Jacks, for example, because our start-finish would be on our left doing the standard configuration, you leave the pits, you get basically the whole turn five, mini bowls, you know, double right-hander, sweeper, um, and then you come all the way down and back before you take the green for your first lap. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. if it was three laps, you would get that whole run, basically only losing two corners of a full lap. Whereas with, you know, Cala, their current full configuration, you leave from the pits and you go straight to start finish, you know, so that green counts immediately. Um, I think if we're doing the, you know, the clockwise layout, then you would get the full lap, you know what I mean? Before you got to to the um, the start finish. So 
you would at least get that lap to warm up and then bang like your actual first green would count but with this one man your first green you're not even up to speed you know to to make it really count because you're you know you're just leaving the pits cold whereas you'd you'd have come around the showcase you know at full speed so yeah man that that was i mean three laps comes fast because you're only getting two and i don't know man I, i've been tentative every time i can't commit i mean my cart i mean I'll, I'll talk about you know how difficult my cart's been but i can't keep my cart under me and then getting out there you know just trying to go out you know balls out you know on the first lap or second lap man that's man that's wary <laughs> yeah it's scary and like i tell myself every time i'm like just do it you know go after it you have to you cannot wait and i mean i think i'm a pretty hesitant driver um i'm more on the safe side of being a mm -hmm. karting driver than i am being aggressive but with qualifying yeah. it's like you have to put that aside um like for instance you know when <clears throat> i qualified p2 in the senior heavy class and i was like okay that's cool you know i had a good qualifying lap and then when i went out for masters um my tires weren't you know hot because the weather was cold um but i knew that you know my tires you know, i got all the trash off my tires they were you know they had plenty of grip and when i left the guy in front of me was kind of you know trying to scrape his tires and i'm like dude screw you i can't no i'm not doing that i'm going you know you go ahead and yeah. scrape i'm gonna pass you and i think i kind of caught him off guard you know passing him right after the start finish line but i'm like i sorry man you know i don't have time to to scrub and then when i qualified i was a half second faster in masters just by like the mentality of just you know don't wait go and i yeah. thought i was on top of the world i was like dang that was freaking good you know i felt <laughs> like i hit every single point and then i come through the, the uh come to the weigh-ins and my dad's like you're 10th and i'm like what 10th like are you serious i just put in like i felt like the best laps i've ever done and i'm 10th you know and there was i think 18 <laughs> or something in the group and I'm, i was like god dang you know so yeah i don't know again i, I was a half second faster in masters than i was in, in senior and humble pie <laughs> yeah humble pie i know I never had a chance to even look at race monitor all day. It was like that chaotic. I never looked at the race monitor until we were um, we were done done. But um, man, yeah, kind of similar to that. Um, so kind of leading up to it, I mean, let me dial it back a little bit um, before we actually get into how our driving went for me at least. Um, I I've been. I mean, I knew I was gonna go, but. There was a lot. I think you uh, <laughs> you made fun of me. I'm sorry, man. Like, all week as we talked, was like, I don't know what I'm going to be able to do. it. I'm, I don't know if I'm able to go to drive or not. And last minute, because um, you, obviously, your moto went to crap at Roebling. And you had Jorge's moto that you had given back to him. So thanks to Miguel, who is our, our new engine guy in, in Jack's karting. Um, Miguel was like, yeah, man, just hand him over to me. Let's get a couple of carb rebuilds. And. I'll take care of it. So I gave him my good, you know, engine. And then I had found my awesome, as we've called it, the flea market special. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, it was like just this random post. Uh, this was back in September. So Labor Day weekend, I think, is when I picked it up. Um, back in September, found this random post of somebody selling a you know, 206 engine. 
in New Smyrna Beach. And I think he had posted it for 360 or something. And I was like, I'll have to go check it out. You know, whatever. It's it's a 206. It's a used 206. If for nothing at all, it's a more practice engines. We always have, you know, guys trying to join us. We're always trying to expand our group. So, sure, it'll be a, an engine somebody could do some laps on. So I get out there, and I'm looking at it, and, you know, this engine is sitting on a toolbox under a carport. And I swear to God, everything around that place looked like it hadn't been touched in a decade. Like someone's junkyard storage. <laughs> so the guy gets in. Um, I, I was texting him, and he's like, yeah, I'll be there in a minute. Just uh, go check it out. It's right there on the toolbox. So he comes to me, I'm like, dude, when was the last time this thing was run? It's like probably about two years ago. It's just been sent out here. The track we go to, we don't run those anymore. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, he's like, it, I mean, you could pull it, you know, pull the cord. Everything's fine. It's just, it's just been sitting. I'm like, all right. So sure enough, I start pulling the cord and I can feel there's a little compression. They're just fine. I mean, everything looks okay. So just rested. I talk him down. What's that? Said just rested. Yeah, just, you know, the shaft is completely rusted. <laughs> like the muffler, and every, I mean, everything just, it looks like it's been sitting out there. It's probably set out through the hurricanes that we've had, all two hurricanes, Irma and Matthew. Yep. <laughs> it just survived just fine. So, you know, I was like, okay, sure. Um, you know, I was really hoping to just bolt this to a cart and go. So I talk him down and I get it for, for a steal. But, um, you know, I, I didn't really have hopes. I just like, kind of brought it and figured we'll, we'll see what it what it does so i gave that to miguel as well and like to just take a look at it if it's crap no problem and he's like no nah, it seems fine man we just need to you know replace the fuel system and um let's get new lines new pump new filters and uh let's let it rip so unfortunately he was running out of time so i wasn't really sure and i'm like dude just bolt it on whatever it is a good place for me to test it would be ocala right so just let's just if you whatever shape you can get into let's get it out there and um, I'll just bolt onto my cart. Andrew can run my good my good motor because you know you've you've done you've done really good there. So you you know you could benefit from that. I'm still trying to figure out my way around it, and that's exactly what that motor would be for anyway. It's just for practice. So so yeah, um, got there, and then that morning, you know, trying to put the motor together, um, went to go fire it up for practice, and the fuel was leaking from the carb um so we thought it was like this the o-ring around the the needle but no it was fine um so anyway we ended up swapping a carb from jorge post put both of that on and boom sucker fired right up no problem at all so we're like okay well we're good but i missed first practice so i went out in second practice I did a few laps. And I don't know why. I, oh, never put fuel in the down thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I never put fuel in, in my you know fuel tank. I mean, I put enough in there to fire it up, and that was it. So I, in all that madness, I never added fuel. So after you know two laps or so, I started sputtering. I'm like, oh crap, yeah, no fuel. So I came in. So practice was a complete wash. Um, and then now, like the first sessions I was going into was qualifying. As always, man, like it's always some adversity. So um, the first first one was just getting out there, getting a feel for it. Um, you know, and I, I went out, whatever gear I had on there, 
um, for qualifying wasn't enough because I never hit the limiter at all. And in the collar, we typically, you're hitting the limiter somewhere between the start, finish, and to turn one, right? It just depends. So I never hit the limiter at all. So I was like, okay, it's fine. And I mean, I had I had no hopes. Like I said, I never even looked at race monitor. So I'm, I think that maybe there were seven or maybe, I don't know how many people there were in senior, medium, but um, I was definitely last uh, or maybe not even, I was in the back. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> so I came in and I made the adjustment. I went to a, a taller, you know, a, a bigger rear sprocket to, to get a little bit more oomph into the master's qualifying and that felt better. And I was still in the back, but I think I was maybe two or three or four from the from the bottom. So, uh, but, but yeah, like throughout all that, at no point did I have my cart under me. So, kind of the characteristic there that now I I can explain better. Um, it just felt like I would just had once I turn in on corner entry, I would have okay grip, and then right about mid corner, it would just go snap over steer, and. It would happen whether or not I added more input. And I could feel it, especially when the weight transfer happened. So, you know, as as I'm going, even if I'm, like, barely turning in, as soon as I lift off, you know, a little bit of throttle, I can feel it just, like, immediately rotating. But, you know, normally I love that about the Eagle at Jack's. It's easy to do that. But here, for some reason, it was just happening so quickly. Um... And it just it kind of didn't make a whole lot of sense. I think we both said that. It just didn't make sense. So, um, yeah, we just kind of started making small adjustments, you know, try to move the spacers in the front out a little bit for, for the mass to qualify and see if I could get a little more grip and get it to bite. Even though the back was snapping, um, I still wanted to see if it was a consequence of something in the front um, that was that was causing it because it felt like I had good grip, good grip, and then all of a sudden – almost as if I had too much grip in the front, which didn't make sense because my wheels were all the way in as narrow as possible. So I'm like, maybe I'm just feeling something off. So let's kind of um, open it up. So I brought one spacer in to see if it would make a difference. Made a little bit of a difference, so it felt good, but it didn't cure it. So I didn't think I had really solved it. And then, um, you know, it, it just kind of sucked. But I figured, you know what, let me adjust some tire pressures too and see... Uh, maybe the tires were just not hitting the marks because it was a cold day. I mean, I, I took my, my tire temperatures and, um, and I can pull it up on my phone. I took pictures of it as soon as I came in. I think I was averaging like 99 across the surface. So that's that's pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, MG recommends between like 160 and 170 or something like that. And we were at 99. <laughs> yeah, it was it was terrible. Yeah, so, that, those yeah. tires cool off really quick. Really, really quick. No kidding. Uh, do 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 you think OGP puts like some kind of uh like sticky agent on the track, or that track just has so much rubber? Because it seems like when you come when you come off the track and you're waiting in line to go through the scale, your tires get stuck to the ground. It's like, man, this doesn't happen at Jacksonville. Is there just that much rubber, or are they putting like some kind of compound on the track? I mean, either way, I, I like it no matter what. But it's, it's like I'm, I I want to test the MGs at yeah. Jackson see if. You know, if that's just a nature, uh, that's just a characteristic of the tire, or if it's you know, just the track surface itself. Yeah, no, it's it's the track because it's used a lot more and it's a better surface than ours. Yeah, that's true. See, you have to think about it. In Jacksonville, nobody ever runs our track unless it's a you know a Saturday that we have a few people there, or a weekday you get one or two carts there. 
but OGP gets non-stop rentals going all day, you know, every day. And those rentals have, you know, slightly harder tire. And so they release a little bit, but they also clean, you know, a little bit. The harder compound isn't just putting clag everywhere, you know. So yeah, that's true. It, I think it's just a combination of all of it put together where there's constant tires, you know, tires being run with the rental cards and then all the other classes, you know, the shifters, the, you know, X30s, everybody leaving some compound on the ground as they go. It just makes a whole track, you know. Even when we have a feeling of low grip, yeah, we get low grip because we're moving, but the tr- the track itself has this nice layer, right, that keeps it well protected. Yeah. So when we come off the track, um, it's just, oh, yay, we don't have any more rubber to keep, you know, we don't have any more rubber to kind of separate the tire from the ground. Let's melt all of it down and stick to the ground now because we don't have enough. Whereas on the track itself, there is enough transfer that's happened, right? that there's a nice layer to kind of gloss over, you know? Yeah, well, that makes sense. So, I didn't think about it that way. But, yeah, it's – I don't know. I'm, I've been having okay luck there, so uh, I'm not going to complain too much. <laughs> <laughs> Even having great luck there. Um, let me see. So when I look at my um, my notes from the event, my tire temperatures, my front left average across – the three was 92.5. My right front was 91. Left rear, which was solid, it was 95.6. And my right rear was also 96 even. But, you know, again, that's so far from the 176 to 203 Fahrenheit for ideal temperatures that MG recommends. So, you know, if I was aiming for 190 to 200, for my my optimal tire temperature for the mg yeah no i was uh you know 100 degrees off (laughs) yeah so that sucked um so yeah just just kind of playing with that a little bit was kind of like the goal trying to see what on earth can we do to get to get a little bit more more temperature in there um pressures was another thing trying to fight that but you know it's just you can't go too high because i needed the grip because, you know, it was just snapping on me with, with the oversteer, so I just wanted as much contact patch as possible. Yeah, it was it was a it was a battle, man. But um, you know, needless to say, qualifying wasn't um wasn't a, a good time to feel anything out because you only had two green laps really. Um the the outlap like we've talked about was just such a slow start that it didn't count for much. And then the next lap, you know, it was just if you mess up or anything like that you know, trying to set up for it and just, yeah, I, I didn't do, do well at all. So maybe I'll get my revenge one day, but psh, it hasn't <laughs> happened yet. I suck at OGP. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had uh, my own okay. issues with my right rear uh, hub kept on sliding and it would slide in towards the bearing carrier, you know, about an inch mm-hmm. each session. So, and we locked it down. We put a tie wrap next to it. We put tape. We did everything to keep that hub from sliding. And it just kept on doing it. So going through that showcase turn, I was losing so much um, speed because I'd have to lift or I'm always having to uh, counter steer. And I went back and looked at the data because uh, I wanted to get it. A comparison on changing the hubs from the 65 mils to the 30 to see mm-hmm. you know the difference throughout the whole track 
Yeah. And I was entering that turn over 300 RPM more than I was um, in the previous time we were doing the showcase. But then once I get, you know, just past the apex to track out, I would lose all those RPMs and come out even slower. So I was right. like, okay, well, that makes sense because, you know, now I'm going to, you know, the longest straight and I'm coming out slower than I was before. So, you know, yes, I'm making up time in the turns, but, you know, that's why everyone can catch me so easily coming onto the backstretch. It's, you right. know, I'm losing so much speed. And I was like, all right, I got to find something out. I got to. I can't do this again. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that was the only problem I had really all weekend is just managing that. But everywhere else, you know, on the track, the, the cart was really good. Um, one lesson I learned um, was I am extremely inconsistent um, at that track because <laughs> my fastest laps would be like, uh, lap 16 lap 9 lap 12 <laughs> i'm like what <laughs> you know i thought like i felt like i'm hitting everything the way you know the same time or, you know or i feel like i'm in the ballpark but nope and i'm like damn this is bad <laughs> yeah this is real sure. bad so i have so much um so much to learn there and so much to focus on that I'm glad I took advantage of driving two classes and I'll probably continue to do that until, you know, someone says something about it. Right. Yeah. And that's, I think we all, now that we know the, the value there and the fact that it's spaced out, you know, with four classes in between, you know, us, yeah, for qualifying, it's bang, bang, bang. So like you qualify, you come off and, you don't even leave. You just you know turn around and go right back to pre-grid because it's, it's three laps and you know four classes are going and you're you're up next. Um, but then once you get into the races, you know you, you know there's you know it's probably 10 to 15 minutes per class. So with four you get an hour, you know, and then if there's any delay or anything you get an extra bit, right? So yeah, it it, it makes it makes a lot of you know sense for us to continue to do that for sure. Um, and it'll, it'll be good conditioning too because you were gassed out <laughs> um you know i mean i think every everybody kind of felt it a little bit um poor quincy i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of crap on him because i was catching him like crazy in the in the final um the the senior uh, medium heavy final i was just catching him like crazy and i came in and I'm like, what's going on he's like i was tired <laughs> i was so tired <laughs> he could just see me coming and he was just yeah, it was it was hilarious, but um, <laughs> no, nah, I, I was I was actually like getting my my groove together, you know my my fastest lap. I just tried to log into to my laps to see if I could get it, but um, you know I don't think they've uploaded anything to, to my laps, um, so it would be on on race monitor, and I don't I don't track everything on race monitor, so I could go back and look at it. But yeah, I think all of my fastest laps were always at like the last two or three laps each each time. So that was uh, that was kind of interesting and new, but you know, it's like it is what it is. So yeah, I wasn't I wasn't getting tired. I was actually getting comfortable um, with with you know each race as it went on and on. And I'm a slow learner anyway, so it's kind of all kind of makes sense. The more I think about it, I just just need to one of these days actually go and get the full Friday practice in because I think that's what I really need just for who I am. 
I need to get the full Friday practice in. I need to walk the track, sit down, like actually mentally, you know, prepare for what I'm going to do and, and execute it. Because if I don't do that, um, yeah, I, I can't fly by the seat of my pants, you know? Yeah. So that, that part, that part's a bummer, but it was still an amazing, amazing day. So like the driving was fun because, you know, we were together, but the shenanigans, I'm not the same level as as you guys that are roving, but I think it started off pretty epic. I mean, Scott, you killed it, brother. Like, I mean, that was awesome. <laughs> so you have the award in front of you. Can you put it in front of the table and like talk about it? <laughs> yeah. So um, Scott made this bobblehead doll uh, after one of our fellow drivers at uh, with Jack's Carding, uh, Mr. Miguel Ruiz, um, which yeah. We've done a podcast with him. It'll be loaded up here eventually one day. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, and so Miguel, he's a trash talker, and he's kind of the comedian of the group. So Scott made this bobblehead doll from him uh, or about him, and it's called the Do It For Miguel Award. So the Do It For Miguel Award is an award given out to the person who does the best that weekend. So as Often as we race in between all the tracks we get to, it's literally going to be going from, you know, to a new house every weekend. So, uh, right. That's the plan. Yeah. And I just happened to, uh, do the best out of the group, I guess. And, uh, I got elected to win the award and sure enough, it's at the house and, you know, anytime I want to punch him in the head, I just give him a flick and, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, if you want to see the video of it, if you go to our Facebook page of uh, Cardi Dads, you'll see the video of this uh, doll. And, you know, Quincy, uh, if you look at Quincy's video that he put up, uh, he nailed it right on the head because I have about three seconds of video that Miguel had no comeback, no nothing. And if you watch it, he's just sitting there like dumbfounded because he has no words to say. (laughs) So yeah, that was, uh, that was a good time. And then, you know, standing up on the podium with the trophy. That was pretty funny. And, uh, it was just cool to have everybody there and everyone joked, you know, about it. And it was late at night, you know, uh, we don't race dirt where your races start at seven or eight o'clock at night, but when you're not leaving a track till eight o'clock at night, um, (laughs) You know, it makes for a long day, especially being up at four o'clock in the morning to get there. Yeah. Yeah, that that definitely, uh, I mean, I, I, I didn't think about it, but that definitely hurts us because, you know, our day typically started at four. We get to the track about 630, get registered. And then, you know, the final is always about five or six o'clock. So at that point, man, we've been going for a really long time. Um. Man, we're gonna have to figure some way to, you know, just even if we we end up like staying up later the Friday night and to, hey, you know, if we're not taking the kids with us or, or whatever, and we just um, it's the whole gate situation is what's a bummer, right? If we could figure out how to get there and be there and not have to be outside the gate, but just get in. Even if we got there at ten o'clock or eleven o'clock, still, you know, just being able to just settle down, relax go to bed and then waking up at you know seven but not having to then drive two hours right and then unload 
think that would make a big difference too for like the mental preparation for sure. At least for me, I know that. So something I need to work on. See, um, when when I get to that point where I, I truly start doing well to really maximize the day. Because I mean, you know me, I, I care more about going out there and hanging out with my friends and actually, you know, the results of the day. But at the same time, I gotta make I gotta make us look good, man. I can't be the the lackey who spun three times by himself because he couldn't <laughs> keep his card under him the first lap. I mean, that was that was just sad. That's just so sad. Yeah, that's true. I wasn't gonna say anything. Yeah. I, <laughs> nah, dude. You're that killing was, a brand. Dude, that was You're so painful. That was so painful, man. It's like, you know, it's like. Oh. I, I, I promise, guys, I do not suck this bad. <laughs> In fact, like I probably like I probably have the potential to like kick everybody's butt right now. I just I can't get my crap together. Like, if there's anybody who's gonna have a surprise win out of everybody, it's me, and I can't get my crap together for nothing. So anyway, um, I have been dealing with a lot too. So I guess it's all part of it. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> Uh, so well, at least you get to uh, come home to your home track uh, this coming weekend for the Maxis race. Um, yeah, I wish I was prepared though. I'm not. <laughs> if you prepared, I'm you'd so probably be even worse than you are when you're unprepared. <laughs> well, I, that's kind of a toss-up. I wanted to say that's like entirely accurate, but yes, like as with anything, you take away the pressure and it's just go out and do it. Um, once my brain knows what I need to do, I'll get it done. But yeah, like you know, I'm I'm nothing special. So yeah, once the pressure kicks in or one thing goes slightly wrong, if it's just adversity we're overcoming, and I'm in a great mood because I like overcoming adversity. I think that's like the best part of anything. Is you know, if if it was smooth sailing, that would be boring. I mean, an untested life is a boring life. That much I agree with. So yeah, like I like some adversity, but. Every now and then, man, I just I just need to have a clean weekend where, like, I'm on the ball, right at the gate, and go. Because it's just, I don't know, man. I've been making us look bad for a long time. <laughs> no, I mean, if oh, something doesn't go wrong with your cart, you know, you blow a chain or you spin out or a tire comes off. Um, you know, that's like, all right, well, that's just a manual being a manual. So, like, the day yep. where you do have all your stuff together and you're out there winning the race, we're going to be like, well, what happened to this guy? Who worked on his cart? <laughs> Cut the seal. Something's wrong. I know, right? <laughs> Something's wrong. Some, somebody, someone needs to go go find the mechanic and give him a beer. It's beer o'clock because something, something's seriously wrong. He should not be keeping his crap together. Exactly. So, um, yeah. But we, we kind of downplayed it, though. Man, you got your... Your very first, your very first top step, man. <laughs> I mean, I mean, come on now. And it came with a special do it for Miguel award as well. I mean, come on now. It's like, congrats, man. I'm proud of you. Ah, man, I appreciate That's it. Big time. Yeah, it, it was it was cool. It's, I didn't have the same success in Masters, but, you know, the guys I'm racing in Masters, um, you know, they're everyone in front of me has way more experience than me, so... Yeah. Um, I was able to finish ahead of uh, three guys that the last uh, two or three races we were down there have always beat me. So I was able to pass them, stay in front of them, and, you know, now I'm trying to hunt that, you know, top five pack that it, they're just fast. I mean, and with me not being as consistent as they are, uh, it shows. Yeah. And, you know, if you look – 
I went back and looked at the times, like your fastest time, fastest lap time. Mm-hmm. I'm within a half a second of the fastest lap time. But it goes back to what we've talked about so many times that if you're a half a second per lap slower, you know, and you're doing 14 laps, that's a lot of time. And that's the reason why I'm falling back. You know, they can consistently right. hit their your their top speed and be there within, you know, a tenth or two per lap. You know, maybe a bad lap for them mm-hmm. if they got a little loose or battling, you know, it's point three seconds off their pace. If I'm doing a point five seconds off their pace and then I mess up and, you know, point now I'm point seven, point eight, it makes all the sense in the world to me that, hey, I'm just not consistent enough. And that just comes with seat time, you know. Yeah. So that's I am not mad at myself about that or bummed out that I couldn't ke- keep up with those guys just because I understand what they're doing and I'm right. not I'm just not on that level. I mean plain and simple. The only thing I could do is continue to practice, continue to put in the time, uh continue to do the maintenance that we've been doing. And, you know, obviously they're doing something we're not, so we just gotta continue to uh fight and see what we can do. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm just because you mentioned it, I went back and looked as well for, for me. And it's talking about fastest lap time. So in the Masters race, um, my my bumper came off. So the nut that holds the, the bumper um, to the, the brace, whatever, that nut came off. It had been coming off slowly. Like after every session, I would tighten it back. And I didn't have a thing that's supposed to be a safety wire, like a cotter or an R pin or something in there. And I didn't have it in there. So that sucked, um, but just the nut came off, and like you were you were coming up behind me, uh, and you would have passed me anyway. I mean, looking at the lap times, you were running, you know, you know, almost like what eight tenths quicker than me. Um, I wanted to push you for a little bit. Lap. That's that was the thing, and then I saw the yeah the wrong flag. I mean, we had a nice gap, and I was like, okay, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, meatball, <laughs> meatball. That sucked, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it, and you know, it's like my fastest lap in that master's race, I did 11 laps and my fastest lap was lap 11. And I went back to the senior, um, the senior race. I did 14 laps. My fastest lap was lap 13. Like, you know, throughout all of this, it was just my fastest lap would always come in the end. It's on the same way. As I got comfortable. Yeah, exactly. As I got comfortable. I mean, the whole day I can go back and look at every one of my fastest laps are always at the end of the, and so it was either me just getting comfortable figuring out what I had, or I just never got, you know, just got the pressures right so they didn't come in till the end either way it was just the whole day was a learning experience but but yeah i mean i yeah I'm, I'm just like ready to just get over that hump where you know i can actually clock that fastest lap early and then kind of maintain that because to your point you know if i waited till that lap to get my fastest lap sure that lap may only be you know a tenth slower than slower than you know you know what what you guys up front are running but what was I doing before that? Was I doing a second and a half slower, you know, each of those laps to get there? Um, and the problem with, with race monitor, I guess, only shows me the results. Whereas if I had my laps, so, you know, speed hive, I could just go in and click on all the laps and see it. But, you know, it's it's good. But um, kind of switching gears a little bit to, to Max's, which is this coming weekend, still kind of a toss-up as well. Um, I'm still going to um, I'm gonna keep my the flea market special on mine just because... I probably cannot even commit to being there. Um, I'll be there, sorry. I can't commit to running early in the morning 
I may have both kids with me um, early and um, my wife's occupied. So until she can show up about 11 or so uh, and help out, um, basically I'll be jumping straight into qualifying um, later in the day. So um, I'm going to let you keep keep my motor and run that because you probably have, you know, mentally you're probably way more prepared. <laughs> and uh, you just ran a race like, what, a month ago and you were fast you know, so like I haven't run at Jack's at full speed in three months or something like that. Um, so yeah, you keep the good stuff. I'll just be out there for fun, and I'm gonna be making my honey sriracha meatballs. That's all I'm thinking about. Like, <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah, we'll have I to. Mean, the Jack's I guess car- we'll have to get a grill or something going. Um, hopefully, we can you know kind of lock out an area where everyone with uh, Jack's carting can come and park and we can hang out and chill yeah. and you know let our presence be known that you know we're here to have a good time and you know it just happens to be a brace weekend yeah definitely definitely man like i already got you know the the sloker car is already out um i stopped by the store i picked up two bags of meatballs like that's all i'm looking <laughs> forward to it's like dude i'm just gonna have that that thing going it takes about four hours to get it done in the slow cooker just show up eight o'clock have that thing going Come lunchtime, I think lunchtime is slated for our twelve twelve thirty right now in the schedule. Yeah, something like, like that. Right about then. Yeah, it's going it's going to be ready. Um, you know, and we'll just uh, we'll dig into that. And um, sure, whether or not I even get out on track, I don't care. <laughs> it's just let's uh, let's have a, a good time. And um, you know, I'll be cheering cheering on. It looks like we we'll, we'll have a smaller contingent of of racers from Jack's Card. It looks like Quincy can't race because he'll be traveling, and then uh, he'll show up last minute. And won't have time to do it. Jorge probably won't be able to race either. Um, and might not even be able to show up until either late or Sunday. So, you know, so it'll just be Miguel, you, Scott. John is kind of a toss-up as well because he's flying back in Friday night. Um, so, like, most of us are like, yeah, it'll be it'll be toss-up whether or not we can actually, like, commit to race. But Kevin is, Kevin is geared up, ready to go. You are ready to go. And Miguel's ready to go. Scott's ready to go. Um, yeah, man, I think we're, I think we're still going to have good representation, so it'll be awesome, man. It'll be awesome. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, so that, that's kind of a bummer that, you know, not everybody in the group can go, but I mean, that's the whole part of, uh, our group is, you know, there's things happen, you know, life happens and everything like that. So I'm just, um, I'm bummed that, you know, we can't have everybody, but I'm also kind of happy because that means the Miguel trophy is staying at my house this weekend. <laughs> I don't know, man. Kevin, Kevin might be taking it away from you. If Kevin wins Masters, Kevin is taking it from you. Yeah, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Kevin is fashionable. Oh, I forgot. Heath. I know that for a fact. Yeah, Heath might also make it out. Oh, yeah, them. that's right. We haven't really bugged Steven yet. Steven, I mean, it's local. You know, Steven might make it out. Steven's really been looking forward to running a, a big race. So uh, I should probably bug Steven right now and find out. If he doesn't have to be at the shop for anything, Steven might be in. So, yeah, man. We we'll have we'll have good numbers. Oh, yeah. We'll probably have you know six six or seven of, of, of the ten or twelve. Um, Kalen, well, I don't know, man. Kalen, no, you Kaylin's got Kalen to battle down. with. Yeah, Kalen might take the award from you. Just saying. Yeah, I can't. Well, I've only been able to outrun him twice, and once was in the rain, and the other time was I think he just gave me a pity award. So. Uh... <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I don't know. We'll we'll see. No, it's yeah. going to be a good time. I'm looking forward to it, and you know. Um, I'm really looking forward to the Pro Gas shootout Friday night. So if anyone's around 
I'm 103rd who want to watch uh, some Friday night under the lights racing at 103rd. They're having a big pro gas shootout, and yeah, I'm super stoked to see that. Yeah, definitely. I'm. Um, I haven't really talked to to the wife about it, but I'm planning to just grab the kids from school early, um, take them to get ice cream, and then bring them out to to hang out. Um, so that my wife has a test uh, she has to to be at on the Saturday morning. So even just giving her that time, that Friday evening time to study a little bit more. Um, just preparing for the test would be good. So, uh, if we can make it happen, yeah, I'll come check out the Friday night sh shootout as well. But that's kind of a big toss-up right now. So, we'll see how that goes. Um, any uh, any big plans for like your cart or motor and stuff? I mean, I know we're kind of all kind of in limbo right now. Did you decide if you're just gonna get a a block or a new block and keep all your top stuff, or are you gonna sell everything and just get a a brand new? brand new complete package no i think i'm gonna keep the head and just buy a whole new package so i have a spare head i think that's what okay. i'm gonna do i'm not quite sure you know with the holidays coming up and you know this might be our last race of the year it depends on um the finale at ocala um mm -hmm. so right now this might be looking at the last race for the year everything else would just be like fun time but i don't know right. we'll, we'll see and uh I just got to get some things situated first before, you know, I've been putting carding in front of a lot of things. So, um, yeah, now it's kind of time where it's kind of come back to bite me in the butt a little bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, I, I plan on having a, a new package for next year. I just don't know exactly where I'm going to get it from yet. Um, so yeah, that's uh that's a plan. And, you know, luckily I just have good friends that, let me borrow their stuff. <laughs> so, uh huh. Um, borrow. That's what we're calling. Yeah, now. borrow their stuff. <laughs> you know, so I can continue to have fun, and you know, I, I can't even get it from you if I wanted it right now. I'd be like, uh, come and get it, sucker. I'm like, I sorry, I can't come get nah, it. Yeah, so I wouldn't I do that. I wouldn't do that. No, it's just. <laughs> I mean, th that's what you know. We we've done. You know, one of our main goals in this group was to do is you know my stuff's your stuff and. Um, it's just really cool to have a group of people who are willing to to do that because you, that doesn't happen very often in any kind of motorsports yeah, whatsoever. That's, that's good. So yeah, I mean, especially like you know the absolute like one hundred percent. You don't even have to worry about asking. Like sometimes you know you know somebody will say, yeah, if you need something, come get it. Right. I mean, most of the karting community is kind of good about it. I mean, we won't try to take credit for it just for us, but. Most of the karting community and kind of mostly all racing, except like the pro level. If you need something, sure, somebody's willing to help you. But sometimes you just have to think twice about asking them, right? It's like I don't know if I want to kind of owe this guy a favor, or I know if you know if I hit him by accident, or like something happens on track, we're not friends anymore, you know that sort of thing. But um, with our group, we don't have that problem at all. Like it's it's 100%. Like no matter what happens, we got each other's back, and it's it's pretty cool. So. Yeah, I'm actually going to spend some more time um, between now and, and the end of the year to really, really kind of build up what Jack's carding is. Uh, I think, you know, our podcast, Carding Dads, has found its footing. We have a pretty good idea what we're doing with this. This is pretty awesome for us. And, you know, I'll let you do it in the closing. But, I mean, we're so grateful that the silly idea we had a year and a half ago finally got ourselves together and, like, this year sometime kind of started making progress with it. I mean, we've made some some incredible friends, and it's it's letting us get pretty far. And um, 
you know, everywhere we go. I mean, this weekend we, we met somebody new and, and Gabe, welcome to the family. And, you know, Gabe, like, like more like-minded people, people who would, you know, truly enjoy, you know, the, the sport, the way we do it, the way we see it, um, as, as you call it, you know, the paradigm shift, you know, and, and what karting should be. Um, it's pretty awesome. So, yeah, I'll build up Jack's karting and see. Jack's karting, I think, is going to be easier for us locally to have a lot more involvement, a lot more people who may not necessarily relate to Karting Dads, the podcast, but, um, you know, just needing help with karting in and around the Jacksonville area, just giving them more more avenues to find people, find support, get resources. It's going to be cool. And um, maybe I get some good reviews about my honey sriracha meatballs. That's all I'm thinking about. Seriously. <laughs> all right, man. Well, uh, you take it easy this week. Uh, work on those meatballs. And um, I got to get working on the cart and changing wheels and tires and all my maintenance stuff and go from there. So we appreciate you guys again listening to our show. Please continue to follow our uh, Facebook page at Cardi Dad's. Um, and our website at cardingdads.com. And if you're also interested in getting, getting started in carding in the Jacksonville area or in any area, check out our website at jackscarding.com. So, again, guys, we appreciate it. And uh, please continue to spread the word. So, enjoy your weekend. Uh, stay safe and have fun carding. See you guys. And there you have it another episode of Carding Dads is in the books. Thanks again, guys, for following us and listening to our show. Thank you again for telling all your friends. Uh, please just continue to remind everybody to visit our Facebook page at Cardi Dads or CardiDads.com or JaxCardi.com. And if you guys have any questions, comments, or anything that involves with our show or what we're trying to do with Cardi, please just let us know at any of those sites, and we will be uh, glad to answer any questions you have. So. Please continue to keep carding. Please continue to uh, have fun doing what you're doing. So thanks, guys.